WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Second hour of the show begins right now on a college football Friday. We're punching back after getting punched in the face yesterday. Hanging out with Zach. I am Roy Philpott, 654-7627, 654-ROAR. Also on Twitter, at Roy Philpott, at Mr. Orr24, and the text line, 986-1566. Great text, great phone calls in our first 60 minutes. I appreciate that. I, you know, I appreciate Desmond. I appreciate Char- uh, Tar Heel Chad there at the end. Uh, and even the Cleveland Browns fan asking about quarterbacks potentially next year. And uh, we'll address all those in order. I, I got more of your calls coming up right now as well. We appreciate the Northland Communications sponsoring our phone lines here at 105.5 The Roar. And I'll tell you this, in the draft next year, Sam Darnold, SC quarterback, could go number one overall, may be the leading candidate to win the Heisman Trophy this coming fall. Loved what he did last year out in Los Angeles and, and would expect him and SC to be right where they need to be come November in terms of the college football playoff. And Darnold's going to be a big reason why. Sam Darnold could be the number one pick in the draft next year. Outside of Darnold, uh, you've got Josh Allen, quarterback out at Wyoming. Uh, Walt's been banging this drum apparently for a long period of time. Has all the physical tools that you need. A big, strong pocket presence. I think he's going to be a first-round pick next year, too. A lot of people would tell you that UCLA's Josh Rosen now a junior, has got a chance to continue to develop, improve his play, put on some weight, get better. He could be a first-round pick. Those three quarterbacks, all with the potential to be first-rounders next season. The 2018 quarterback class, from what I've read, arranging the tea leaves, appears to be one of the the stronger ones in recent memory. Now, that can change if these guys go out and play like scrubs this fall. That can change. I don't think think Josh Allen's going to do it. I don't think Sam Darnold's going to do it. You know, outside of those two, we'll see. But in my opinion, in this decade, this will be the strongest quarterback class next year. So if you're a fan of the Browns, you want to trot Deshaun Kaiser out there, let him make a fool of himself this year as a rookie quarterback, great. Want to put him on the bench and hope that he's going to be good in the next couple of years, great. His talent and ability and his stupid playbook pale in comparison to what you're going to see coming up next year. You're a, a Cowboys fan, correct? I am. Can you imagine a time in your life as a Cowboys fan where you're already preparing for your team to have the number one pick next season? You're preparing to be that bad? That's where Cleveland is. That's terrible. That's where they are, though, brother. Oh, That's where they are. I, I cannot imagine that. We'll get Tar Heel Chad's question after this next phone call. 654-7627. He wanted to know, surprise team in the ACC this fall, surprise player in the ACC this fall. I'm going to go two for one, player on the team, and give that to you coming up in just a few minutes. Mike and Anderson's up with us next on the phone. Hey, Mike, good afternoon. Roy, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Since you were, you're talking about college football and you were talking about coaches earlier, I read an article in the USA Today sports section one day this week, and it was about Jim Harbaugh. And if you look at what Harbaugh accomplished at Stanford, he never won a national championship. If you don't do that at Stanford, he had great success. You move over to the 49ers, even though it's pros, he had great success. Now look at what he's done in Michigan in two seasons. He's won. He's gone ten and three two seasons in a row. Before he got there, Michigan had not won in double digits, but once in eight seasons, they went through three head coaches in those eight seasons. And again, since you're talking about coaches, 
if you were to name, if you could do it subjectively or objectively, whichever is right, you got Dabo, you got Jimbo Fisher, you got uh, Saban, of course, for all his national championships, and you got Urban Meyer. How would you rank those coaches, one through four, and maybe even just one through through three and leave Saban out of it because he has won so many national championships. But as Walt points out, he's at a shingle school. He should win national championships there. And I'd just like to get your and Zach's take on that if I could. And I enjoy your show and I'll hang up and listen. Mike, thank you. We enjoy your phone call. 654-ROAR on the Northland Communication phone lines on a college football Friday. Here at 105.5 The Roar, Zach or Roy Philpott. Ranking those coaches, I mean, off the top of my head, listen, in the snapshot of this moment, Mm -hmm. you're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody better than what's going on over here at the brand-new Players Facility. Sure. How how is Dabo Sweeney right now as the defending national champion head coach who's coached in that game the last two years, how is he not the second-best coach in the country? How is he not the second-best coach in the country? I mean, sorry. I mean, right now, that's where it is. All right, if Ohio State somehow – wins a national title this year. Urban Meyer scoots back up that list and reassumes his spot as 1A and 1B with Nick Saban, right? I have the best Dabo story real quick if you, if you appease yeah, me. Give it to me, raw and uncut. <laughs> Took the uh, the tour for the facility on Monday, last Monday. Loved it. Had a great time. We're standing next to the hill. You've been there where you can press the button and the, the cannons fire and they play Tiger Rag and the whole nine, right? The girl who gave us the tour has a desk right up near the top of the hill and she says, Dabo comes out presses the button, stands with his hand on the rock, and is just like looking around. And she's like, Coach, what are you doing? It's like, nothing. Just like the sound of it, doing the rounds. <laughs> it stopped and he walked off. <laughs> that, that doesn't surprise me. Not at all. <laughs> I love that. You love the fact that he is so emotional, gets into it, is Mr. Energy, and not afraid to do something like that just randomly. Mm-hmm. Good for him. But yeah, second best coach in the country. Can't argue that right now. I can't overlook Saban's resume. And the dynasty that he's built at mm-hmm. Alabama, you mm-hmm. can't downplay that. I, I got to put him number one, despite the fact he just lost in the national championship game to Dabo, beat him the year before. I would still go Saban number one. Bama's not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere, okay? I, I would put Dabo number two. And the premise there is he's coached this team in the last two national championship games, and he's won the last one. He's the defending national champion, chasing another championship now. So that puts him ahead of Meyer. He just beat Meyer. Scratch that. He just shut him out on his way to winning a national championship. By the way, he's never lost to Urban Meyer as a head coach. Never. Herb. Urban. Dabo has never lost to Urban as the head coach at Clemson. How many other coaches in this country can say that right now? The answer is none. Meyer, because of what he did at Florida, Utah, and also at Ohio State, is there as well. I mean, it's like 1A, B, and C. And you can present different compelling cases for all of them. All right? Head-to-head matters. National titles matter. Recent success matters. Recruiting matters. All all that stuff matters. So they're all right there. Let's connect this dot real quick. Let's connect this string. A couple segments ago, you're talking about six years ago at that that bowl against South Florida where you have no idea what's going on. You're getting taken into by the the bulls here. And now you're talking about, you're, you're presenting the case to me that Dabo Sweeney is arguably the best coach in college football. Where has you? How far have you come as a program since just six years ago? Your college career, <laughs> your six years—a quick little, a snap of the finger—six years, light years. 
and, and now you have the the second best coach in college football. You got the facility that's the best in the country. It's not even close. It's unbelievable. Light years. Mm-hmm. And when I say light years, I'm talking about a wormhole from one end of the Milky Way to the other. I mean, you, 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 it's not even comparable. And and that's across every single level imaginable. Recruiting, facilities, championships, in the conference, nationally, being relevant, being a brand, all of it. Where you were in 2010 is so different compared to where you are right now. I mean, it's almost laughable that's how different it is. I mean, I, I would challenge you to find a program in the country in the last three decades that's made that kind of transition like Clemson has. Is that an amount of success sustainable? I don't know. I want to tell you yes, but you're talking about that specific amount of success. What you're talking about is, you know, if you just look at the last two years, you've kind of become a, a different version of Alabama, mm-hmm. which I think is what they've been talking about internally forever. That's what they, they kind of have become. Are we willing to sit here and look ourselves in the eyes and suggest for a second that in the next 10 years, they're going to win four more national championships? They're going to play for five or six more? That they'll sign number one recruiting classes? That they will have done by 2025 what Bama has done since 2005? That's a lot of crap to do. That's a lot of accomplishments right there. That's that's stuff that we don't see in any sport, really, in this in this millennium, kind of outside of what UConn's done in women's basketball or what Bama's done in football. I, you know, I don't know. I, I certainly think they're going to win another national title under Dabo's watch. I, I don't know when, how, or where, but, I mean, it feels that way. It doesn't feel like they're going to drop off the face of the planet the way that they did after 1990 when Danny Ford was pushed out. I mean, I, I hope the answer is yes, but, man, that level of success is incredible. We think about it. It's incredible. How does anybody accomplish that? You know, Florida State went 14 straight years being ranked inside the top five, winning 10-plus games, winning ACC championships, did all these kinds of things. You just look back at that and you say, how? How? And everything came together perfectly in Tallahassee. And, and, and now we're asking the same thing here. You know, I mean, can it happen? Yes. Will it happen? I, I don't know. Is it probable? I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. You need some breaks, too. You need a couple of breaks. Uh, on the text line, uh, some people questioning the Dabo over Urban. He needs to win a championship without Watson to pass Meyer. On some metrics, I would say yes. Yeah, I think you make that case. Won't this be the true test of this program this coming fall to see what life is like minus Deshaun to try to figure out exactly how good he was? We know how great he was. How does that change our perception of Clemson football if we get to November, they're 11-1 and and right there in the thick of the playoff race again without the greatest player in the history of the school? What does that mean? Well, it means the question that Zach just asked me, probably the answer is yes. They, they, you know, they can sustain it at this level. A Tar Heel Chad's question real quick. Surprise team, surprise player in the ACC. I think there's a lot of people behind the scenes thinking that whether we like this guy or not or this program or not, that this could be a breakthrough year for NC State. All right, you go ahead and tell me. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, I'll never give any credit to any kind uh, of Dave Doran team ever. Total fair. Totally fair. Ryan Finley at quarterback. Good year last year. Boise State transfer. Brought in his play caller with him. That could be a guy that we look at by the end of next season and say, mm, you know, we, we kind of missed the boat there this year. Or, you know, looking back on this coming season and saying it's last year because we're pretending it's December. 
kind of say we, we may have missed the boat on Ryan Finley. I I don't like that. I'm not a fan of the coach. But Bradley Chubb, outstanding defense, really good defensive coordinator. They're going to be good enough on that side of the ball to stay in just about every game this year, including against some of the elite teams that they face. Let me be as clear as possible about this. Clemson's going to kill them this year. I, I hope you're right. They're going to kill You may them. be right. I don't know. Because you know as well as I do. Our, our boy, Mr. Mr. Dabo Sweeney, has a very, very long memory. And we sat in this very space and talked about how they're lining up to take that field goal. And Dorn's got his arms around his, his assistants. He's celebrating already. Heads, headphones are off. He's ready to go. The Gatorade's about to be dumped. If you don't think Dabo saw that, recognized that, and has remembered that since then, uh, in addition to all the talking that went on before there, during that game, you don't know Dabo Sweeney. Here's a little clue, too. The ACC hates Dave Dorn. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because he's a first-class jerk. <laughs> it's not just a Clemson thing. Yeah. I love quoting our good friend Walt Eptula. He sucks out loud. Mm-hmm. This year, they may have a really good team. All right? And let's give him credit for that. It doesn't mean I have to like him, or it doesn't mean I think that he has long-term viability in this conference. Right? <laughs> he's a jerk. Dave Doran is a jerk. I like it. Give me the fire. 654-7627. doesn't matter that I think that or believe that. To heck with my opinion. It should be meaningless sometimes in your personal life. Like a punch in the face, but that's coming from the rest of the ACC. Nobody in this conference likes Dave Dorn. Nobody in this conference believes in how he conducts his business, nor that coaching staff. You remember when the scrub running backs coach? Guy actually follows me on Twitter. Punched Deshaun when he came off the field that one time? Mm-hmm. You're a clown, dude. You're a clown. You're a clown. You're a total clown. And I hope you hear me right now recruiting or trying to recruit the upstate. Because everybody here remembers that. And you suck. Okay. Bayou Tiger Wally joins us next. Tiger Wally, good afternoon. Hey, uh, enjoy your show. Don't ever get the chance to call in, but um, yeah, I I think this this coaching ranking coaches. Um, I think if you're talking X's and O's, I think Urban Meyer takes it hands down. But there's no arguing with what Dabo's done. Right. Um, in a state where you got to compete with talent, with South Carolina, where you he he came in and they don't have to compete for talent anymore, you know. Um, I don't know. Like the last couple of years, you you got to give Dabo all the credit for getting getting Watson to come play for Clemson. Um, Do they win a national title without Watson? Probably not. Yeah. But but Dabo had everything to do with that. So. I think I think you got to put Dabo and and Meyer up there at the top, um, and then and then Saban underneath them both. That's what that's what I think. That's that's my opinion on it. Saban, Walt always says, you know, a trained monkey can win at Alabama. So um, didn't didn't Gene Stallings win at Alabama? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. Um, that that's my take on it. Um, the only other thing I had to say was that, um, Quackenbush, I, I listen occasionally to some, some baseball games 
and even though I'm not uh, a Clemson fan, I'm an LSU fan. Clemson, uh, his the way he calls those games is unbelievable. How, how long do y'all think y'all can keep him at the station before some major league team picks him up? And that's that's all I got to say. I'll, I'll listen to your comments off the air. Wally, Thanks. we thank you for those kind words. I know that uh, Willie Q does as well. I haven't l- listened a bunch this year, but I like listening to him. And uh, that's part of the game. That's part of the game. This is a great launching point for a lot of things going on in sports. I can certainly speak from experience there, and others can as well. But I think he's also very happy here, and I think we like, we love him doing games too. Uh, so appreciate those kind words. On, on the Urban Meyer front, I would love to see Urban and Dabo go toe-to-toe in some kind of football-related offensive philosophy program-building game that hasn't been invented yet to see who the better coach is there. Urban Meyer's won three times as many national championships as Dabo Sweeney has. If we're making this a title contest, Urban Meyer wins it, hands down. If we're making it head-to-head, Dabo wins it, hands down. If we're making it who is the most recent national champion, Dabo wins it again. But Urban won one just three years ago. And uh, has played in the playoff a couple of seasons, too. Is coached in the playoff as well. So that's a very subjective deal. I, I'm telling you, based off my knowledge of what's happening over there and, and that head coach there, I'll bang this drum until the day I die because I believe in what he's doing and I know how intelligent he is. I would be super curious for somebody that can judge intelligence, figure out a way to quantify football knowledge, in addition to intangibles, but also X and O's related, all those kinds of things, and just go toe-to-toe and extract all the knowledge out of both of their heads and see who has more. I, you know, it's an impossible thing to do. I would put what's happening here up against that, and I would feel pretty good about it. I would put Dabo against Urban, and I would feel pretty good about it in whatever metric or whatever kind of measure you can come up with. I, I Let's see. Let's find out. I would be very curious. If I'm not mistaken, uh, that 31 nothing drubbing was the first time Urban Meyer has been shut out in his career as a head coach. As a head coach, it's the first time his team has never scored a single point in a game. Thanks, ha- for, <laughs> thanks for playing, Herb. Ha- happened to come in the semifinals of the college football playoff. What are we even talking about? Um, this is Dabo. This is Dabo hands down. Right. It, well, it, in a game, two in which Ohio State was favored. Yeah. And you, lo- you got shut out. You weren't even close. Ohio State was favored to beat Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl last December and lost 31 to nothing. The first time that guy's ever been shut out as a head coach. The second time he's played or coached against Dabo and lost. They've got a really good team. They've got a ton of talent, and they're extremely well coached. Make no mistake about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dabo's handed it to Urban on an orange platter and asked him how he liked it. He's never lost to him. 654-ROAR. Back with more after this. Talking security with Clemson baseball coach Monty Lee. For a coach, winning is job security. For you, security is Blue Ridge Security Solutions for your home and business. Your options are enormous. Video surveillance, all sorts of home automation and lighting features, even a feature that automatically arms the system where you forget to. And my favorite, the video doorbell. My family loves the high level of service we get from Blue Ridge Security Solutions. Yours will too. BlueRidgeSecuritySolutions.com. Serious security. Nothing says spring and summer like the enticing aroma of food on the grill. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help you get your grill on. 
For the past 37 years, Craft Stove Store and Patio has been the upstate's grilling headquarters. Charcoal grills, gas grills, and smokers. Craft Stove Store and Patio has the selection to set up with your perfect grill and a large supply of big green eggs. Craft Stove Store and Patio, 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard. Craft Stove Store and Patio. It's bow time at Bojangles. For a limited time, enjoy a Cajun Filet Biscuit Combo for just $4.29. Mickey here. Let me tell you about our friends at Zero Res Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. Traditional carpet cleaners leave your carpet either soaking wet or it gets dirtier faster. Zero Res uses empowered water, so your carpets won't get stiff and crunchy, and with no residue, they'll stay cleaner longer. No toxic chemicals or detergents. Mention Mickey to get three rooms for $129 and a fourth room free. Online at ZeroResGreenville.com or call 558-7300. Spell it backwards or forwards, it's the right way to clean. Rely on EnviroMulch. They supply quality landscape supplies for any outdoor project. Their spring special, get double ground hardwood mulch for a dollar off per yard. Ordered online with promo code WCCP. No other discount supply. From your friends at EnviroMulch. Go Tigers! Since 1902, Carrier has been a leader in producing the most advanced heating and air systems in the world. For 25 years, Carolina Heating Services has been providing top quality heating and air conditioning services in the upstate. Today, the new Carrier Infinity Heating and Cooling System represents the best that both have to offer. For a limited time, Carolina Heating is giving away a free AC system with the purchase of a new qualifying heating system. Call Carolina Heating Services at 864-232-5684 for your free system. At Carolina Heating Service, comfort matters. They're dedicated to making sure your house, office, or business is comfortable any time of the year. Regular maintenance is the best way to prevent breakdowns, especially when the weather is at its worst. The trusted technicians at Carolina Heating Service can keep your system running smoothly. And what better way to stay comfortable than with this limited-time offer, a free carrier AC system with the purchase of a new qualifying heating system. Call Carolina Heating Service today, 864-232-5684. Hi friends, Mickey Plower here. My wife and I want to invite you to join us in July as we take a special trip to the Big Apple just for 105.5 The Roar listeners. We'll fly a round trip direct out of GSP for a great weekend in New York City. That will include a stay in the heart of Manhattan at the Westin Grand Central Station. We'll do a behind-the-scenes tour and then take a game in at Yankee Stadium. You'll have an Explorer Pass to take you to your choice of four different New York City attractions like the Empire State Building, the 9-11 Memorial, the Statue of Liberty, Grand Central Station, and in fact, so many more. There's 40 different choices. I can't even name them in a 60-second spot. We'll even do a Broadway show. The trip is July 27th through the 30th. Go to goodnewstravels.com backslash roar-nyc to make your reservations now for the Big Apple trip. That's goodnewstravels.com backslash roar-nyc. Join us and other station listeners just like you on our inaugural station trip to New York City. Hi, this is Coach Dabo Sweeney. You know, when it comes to buying or servicing a vehicle, I always choose Toyota of Easley for their great selection, affordable prices, and outstanding customer service. Toyota of Easley is a family-owned business, and in all the years I've been a customer, I've always been treated like family. I encourage you to visit Toyota of Easley if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle or in need of service. Toyota of Easley is all in, and their name means a great deal. Friday continues our second hour 
It's been a fast show today. This is exactly what I wanted. It's exactly what I wanted. Hanging out with Zach. I am Roy, 654-ROAR on the Northland Communication phone lines. Cloudy outside, chilly outside, November-like outside, uh, but hopefully you're enjoying our little program today. Uh, DJ and Easley, Brad and Clemson coming up with us next on the phones. I'll tell you this, too, because the text line points out, uh, Phil Pot, guess you're not calling a game up at NC State this fall. Internally, I deal with this a lot. And it is very difficult, okay? Because in this space, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you can't be boring. You can't ha- not have an opinion. You can't keep everything inside. You just, you, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. All right, if I'm going to do compelling radio, I, I got to put myself out there. I got to put my thoughts out there. And sometimes, you know what? It, it is really uncomfortable for me to say what I think. It's really uncomfortable. I, I I don't feel good about coming on here and saying, you know what? I think Dave Doran's a jerk. I, 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 I say that from so many different perspectives, but just a lot of people in the ACC feel like that. I've called one NC State game about three years ago when I first started doing stuff for like E3. It at, was like at NC State. At NC State. It was NC State Old Dominion. It was actually a pretty entertaining game. NC State won it. And I mean, you know, it, it's not, it wasn't a nationally televised game. It was when I first just got started doing stuff for ESPN. And, you know, I was, I was doing internet games only. That's all I did, especially in football. It's a hard business to break in, into. Uh, but I went there and we did our meetings the day before. And you know what? Dave was great. I mean, he wasn't great, but he was receptive. He was, hey, let's bring these guys in here. And, and, and he set the tone of, ask me whatever you want to know, and I'm going to do my best to tell you what's going on. Okay. He really was. Matt, that's where I met Matt Canada for the first time. I was blown away by by his offensive philosophies and just his knowledge. And uh, was it Dave Dave Huxtable? Is, is that his name? His defensive play caller? Really bright guy. And they were all great. You know, honestly, they were great to, to, to me and to our crew for NC State Old Dominion, like in, in 2014. They sure. were good. So my interactions with him have actually been good. And you know what? Chances are I'm going to do a game up there this fall. Chances are I am, all right? Chances are I will. Uh, But it's almost like when you do play-by-play and you deal with coaches and then you host shows and you don't deal with coaches, it's honestly like you have a split personality. But But what do I care about the most? I care about giving you compelling content here today. All right, all, all the stuff that happens in the fall can wait. I've had coaches say things to me before about things that they've heard that have happened here. It doesn't happen a bunch. Mm-hmm. You just got to own it then. Hey, you know what? I, from what I hear, a lot of people in this conference really don't like you. you. You haven't been bad to me, but there's some stuff that's happened that I've heard about that I don't really approve of. I think you're kind of sketchy. <laughs> all right? So. <laughs> that's that, fantastic. Well, I mean, I, but. You can can have compelling content here and then be a professional at the other job. Like, there's no problem with that. Right. That, that's not a, a thing. Hey, so if you're going to have these kind of conversations here, you have them honestly and openly, and that's that's great, and that's what you should do. And then you can be a professional. I think that's expected, and that's what you've done. So that's that's fine. I don't see a problem here. I'm not a huge fan of some of the stuff that happens, and especially that happened when he was hired. I just I, I don't think he handled himself in a classy manner. I think this team this year is going to be pretty good. 
And, I, you know, they, they've been building towards it, I suppose. So more power to you. But I, I, I do want to clear the air. And it, it puts me in a conundrum a lot of times. There's a lot of things I could say here that I've been told that would damage those relationships later on. And, you know, I have to judge whether or not I want to do that. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. And I'm, I'm just being honest. It's not easy. And that text kind of prompted those thoughts for me. Uh, 654-7627. Uh, did we miss a question we were supposed to answer there from one of those previous callers? I forget. I have no idea. I don't think so. DJ Neasley's up with us next. Hey, DJ. Hey, how you doing? Doing very well. Hope y'all doing good today, you and all. Uh, I wouldn't be too quick to judge what Dabo has done at this university if you look at those before him based on where Urban Meyer had in Florida. Because Urban Meyer seen the right on the wall when people left out of the the collegiate level to go to the pros. That it's finally going to be a drop-off at, the, uh, at, at, at Florida. That's why he made an excuse of it by his health to get out of coaching for a season and he landed at Ohio State where the talent is always going to be there. Do, do you not think that if Dabo was the Alabama with the elite talent, the Alabama recruit? Every year, year in and year out, I don't think there will be no drop-off. I think that he will keep going just like Saban because he knows how to coach these kids up, and he's a player-coach relationship type of guy. Well, he is, and the answer to your thought is, yeah, I think he would be as successful. I think it would be very similar. That's another metric to try to judge these guys. So, I, I you know, I, I get what you're saying, and Meyer kind of, kind of tagged himself out. And said, "Okay, I'm out." The stress got to him; couldn't deal with it. And then, lo and behold, a year or two later, after some some brief work with ESPN, he pops up in Columbus. So, uh, you know, I, there's something to be said about that. I think all three of those coaches are good enough to where if you put them in a school that has resources and talent and tradition, something big is going to happen. Dabo's the new kid on the block now, confirming that for us. The other two have been doing it a little bit longer. Exactly. I don't think so. Because Dabo built this program when Sammy Watkins and the CJ Spillers opened the door for other players from Florida and Georgia to start bringing that bloodline down to the Clemson area. And I think, you know, that's that's another thing because the relationship that Dabo has with these players and, uh, you know, going at these players' homes and, you know, and presenting what he can bring to the table and what he can do with your child, it's not lip service. It's, you know, it's, it's real. And that's what people want to see. They want to come and play for a university where their kids can play on a national level so they can have the chance to make it to the NFL. Well, I think that exists at all three of those schools. DJ, we appreciate your thoughts. It's a good perspective, and uh, it continues our, our dialogue here about all these things stemming from a call uh, several segments ago. Uh, I think if you put Nick Saban in Clemson, he would probably win. I think if you put Urban Meyer in Clemson, he would probably win. I think if Dabo coached at Bama or Ohio State, it's a little different in some of those spots and it would come uh, probably in a, in a different manner, but I think he would win. I know he would. I know all three of those guys would. Uh, and then, you know, that previous caller about the coaches as well mentioned Jim Harbaugh. I think it was Mike and Clemson that, that talked about it, kind of where he would fit in. He's a really good coach, really good coach. And was a good NFL quarterback and was a good NFL coach and nearly won a Super Bowl as an NFL coach and nearly had Michigan in the playoff this past year. The national championship, I guess, has eluded him up to this point. That doesn't mean that that's always going to be there. And I think he still has some things to prove in terms of how prickly he can be to deal with at times. I don't know how long he can stay at Michigan because I think he's difficult to deal with day in and day out. 
But if he wins a championship in the next two years, maybe it's easier to deal with because people just want to win. But I think he's really good, and I, you know, I, I would put him probably right below some of the elite names we're talking about right now, and maybe a you know a couple spots below because, you know, no title, a little bit of a different bird, and you know he's, he still has some things I think that he has to prove. Brad and Clemson's up with us next on the Northland Communication phone lines. Uh, Brad, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Roy. Uh, I wanted to kind of change topics a little bit back to what you put up yesterday with the expansion. Mm-hmm. From what it sounds like from Clements and the faculty over there, uh, they want to kind of up the attendance of, of the students, I think, to around 25 or 30,000, a, 30, a lot like Georgia. You see that with the construction of student housing and the new buildings going up in the money they're investing on the campus, not just in the athletic facilities. So my thought was if they built new seating or something above the hill where it's at now, I think that a lot of that would be filled by not normal ticket holders. I think a lot of that might be student section seating. And that would, I mean, I think that would just make the stadium, I mean, who knows how much louder, but it would be so intimidating. But I think that would be really cool to see, you know, they bring some engineers in there, I'm sure, and see what they could do with that with that road right there that runs right behind. I think that would be interesting to see. But I think if you put students up there and kind of brought them down from where they had like the excess students sitting in the upper deck now to put them above the hill, like on top of the school board, I think that would that would create a whole other element to the stadium. The decibel level certainly would have the ability to, to creep upwards and maybe be more consistent with that sound being closed in. Brad, thank you for the call. And I, I, I get that. I, I just think you have to deal with right now, if you are an administrator anywhere, you want your students to be majorly involved in your game day atmosphere, and they're going to help ignite that particular venue to get it to where you want it to be. But at the same time, you also have to honor the big-time donors that are spending big-time cash to make sure that your program maintains the edge that it has right now. So for an East End Zone structure, it would be great to keep the students on the hill. They're going to be loud. Your building stands above the hill. I I, I think those are PSLs. I think those are corporations. I think that that's where money comes in. I mean, the big selling point right now, if you built an east end zone, would be to create an additional revenue stream for the athletic department because now all of a sudden I've got 10 suites or 15 more suites in premium seating. You're going to do it up bigger than the west end zone. And I can sell licenses or I can sell uh, spots for, for who knows how much cash right now. You just want a national title. I mean, that stuff is, should still be going like hotcakes and whatever uh, price point you can come up with. And so you compare that with students and, uh, yeah, you know what, whether we like it or not, and I'm, I'm a student guy, I, I'm going with the cash because I, I need that cash to continue to do what I've done. Is Clemson at the point where they can add seats and confidently sell out every game? No. That's, it, that's your answer right there. Well, well I mean, that, that was our concern yesterday in yeah. talking about this. I mean, frankly, it kind of annoys me when I go to the Pittsburgh game last year and they're running down the hill and, and there's this kind of empty corner. I'm like, what? what is this? Undefeated team that played in the national championship game last year, playoff stakes uh, in this game. And, and for most of the games, even against the big-time competition, that little student section up there in the corner that's close to the hill is it, still, you know, it, people kind of going up there, but a lot of times it doesn't fill up. And now our last caller is talking about, well, we're going to put these student seats in there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you built a tunnel straight from the quad to that section, that that would, you you know, <laughs> you would get 
you would get it filled up, right? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. When you go to these games, you see that upstairs when it's there in the upper deck? Yeah, absolutely. Does that bother you? You see it on both sides. And, Do, yeah, does that bother you? Absolutely. How does it not bother you? If you're a Clemson fan, it has to. You have to take pride in, in filling out the stadium. And if you have little pockets of, of bleachers showing, it's embarrassing, especially if you're an undefeated team at the end of the season. I mean, Deshaun's last home game. What? Where, where, where are you at? Can't. You can't. You can't add stuff right now. Can't do it. I'm not as high on increasing stadium capacity when the majority of games that you go to, it's not at capacity now. That that doesn't add up. If I'm creating another revenue stream, that's fantastic. I'm listening. I'm looking. And I would expect over the next couple of years, there's a chance that the average attendance would go up. But I, I don't know that. And if you look at the overall numbers in college football, the, the attendance across the country is flattening out, if not going down. You've got to be very careful if you're talking about increasing capacity and you're expecting your venue to sell out game in and game out. Maybe that's not the next project then. Maybe the next project is your your football housing. Maybe that's the one you go for if you're— Well, and maybe that's a part of that structure. Because his best point in that whole conversation and that interview was if you think you've arrived, you get passed by. Right. Got to have that mentality. Think about that for a second. It's quite a statement, isn't it? <sighs> Off the top of his head? I mean, all right, just—I you know, I love doing this with Dabo. And I've told him this many times. I'm like, man, I, I go to one of your press conferences. I feel like I'm learning something. I feel like you're a motivational speaker. He just says things underneath his own breath. And you're like, wow, did anybody else catch that? There's other members of the media where they, I, I think they feel the same way. I mean, any fan listens, you would feel the same way. But how could we apply what he's talking about there just in your own life, right? Yeah. That, and, and, and we're reluctant to do it. I am. I mean, it's just like, wow. I feel good about where I am, but, you know, he doesn't rest on any laurel, any accomplishment, any anything. It's like, what's next? I mean, he's like a virus. <laughs> it's never enough. Virus. Yeah, the yeah. Dabo virus. Yep. Right? That's a very good point. Yeah, that's what he is. The Dabo. 654 uh, A lot more headed your way. People commenting on the student situation. Uh, we'll get to your calls, your thoughts. 961566 on the text line. On a college football Friday. Very busy. Jam Pack, back with more after this. Looking for delicious and innovative food in downtown Clemson? The Blue Heron Restaurant and Sushi Bar is the answer. Fresh house-cut steaks and seafood and free-range poultry are just a few of the menu items that define the Blue Heron. And specials like select wine on Wednesday for $10, $15, and $20. The finest steaks and fresh seafood at the Blue Heron, College Avenue, Clemson. Visit our website at blueheronfood.com. Blue the dog here for propane. Making the rounds with my owner, the propane man, has allowed me to see a lot. I may just be a simple dog. I didn't attend the elite boarding kennels, and you'll never see me on Barking with the Stars. But I do know that propane is the smart fuel that lets millions of Americans live where they want and how they want. It's clean, reliable, and powers modern appliances from tankless water heaters to high-efficiency furnaces. Learn more at ProudlyPropane.com. Hey y'all, Caleb here from Local Q. Did you know we offer amazing monthly specials in addition to some of the best barbecue in Greenville? Every month, our chefs collaborate to create four unique menu items, including an entree, sandwich, and dessert. More of a traditionalist? Come in and try our house smoked wings with one of our five bold barbecue sauces. So if you're hungry as a hippo, join us at 30 Orchard Park Drive, Suite 7, or check out our menu at www.localq.com. Remember, Local Q is 21 and up at all times, so don't forget your valid ID. As a business, you want a clean facility. 
for your customers, your staff, and your guests. Turn to the best in the industry, Jan Pro. You are hiring a company whose staff is certified, not just trained. They're insured and bonded, and they go through an intense five-week certification program. They're local business owners growing the local economy, and they can do more than just cleaning. You'll be more than satisfied with the Jan Pro team on your team. You'll be amazed. Call Jan Pro today at 458-3053. It's that time of year. Summertime is creeping in and you panic while looking at your yard. McNeely's Store and Rental is here for you with Steel Dealer Days April 7th through May 28th. Take an extra 10% off non-sale items. Come out April 28th through April 29th for deals and food provided by Palmetto Smokehouse. Demo new steel battery-powered line products. You heard that right. This is not your grandpa's chainsaw. McNeely's Store Rental, 980 Tiger Boulevard in Clemson. A small business owner asked me recently, why should I use you? My answer kind of surprised him. I'm not sure you should because I don't know what you need yet. Turns out this business owner felt helpless and alone in trying to deal with insurance and employee benefits. Our clients know we are in their corner fighting and everything we do is designed to make your life easier. In fact, one client said about one of my people, I wish there was a way to nominate you for being the best employee I have ever dealt with in any industry. Are you feeling lost and alone when it comes to insurance and employee benefits? You don't need to be. Call us 467-8738 and let us know how we can help you. I'm Guy, the insurance guy, and what we do is simple. We make health insurance easier. What does Advance Auto Parts have to offer? Plenty. Like a rewards program called Speed Perks that gets you $20 off your next purchase when you spend $100 or more. What doesn't Advance Auto Parts have to offer? A reason why there's a supermarket employee there to help you even though it's called self-checkout. So forget figuring out the produce code for apples and check out Advance Auto Parts rewards program Speed Perks and get $20 off your next purchase when you spend $100 or more. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. See an Advance team member or go to speedperks.com to sign up. Middays means three great hours of sports talk on the Roy Philpot Show. Maybe we could live without the wisecracks. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. College football Friday continues on a rainy, fall-like Friday afternoon here in the Upstate. Back at 105.5 The Roar with Zach. I'm Roy. 654-7627, the magic number. Second hour is presented by our good friends at Harry's. Online at harrys.com, code Roy. You know the drill by now. It's Razor Company, founded by Jeff and Andy. have got your back. Two ordinary guys they are trying to save you cash. They're doing it with the best blades known to man. And I speak from experience. Keep my neckline ultra smooth. No irritating razor bumps. Harry's is the best shave on the market today. And right now you can get your starter set. It includes the ergonomic handle and the color of your choice. Five precision engineered blades with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, the rich lathering shave gel, travel blade cover, an entire month of shaving for just 15 bucks. I'm going to take five bucks off that order when you use code Roy at checkout at harrys.com. I repeat, harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S, harrys.com. Don't wait. Get started with Harry's today. You're going to look fantastic. You're going to smell fantastic. And over the course of the long haul, you're saving cash. You don't think about shaving a lot. You need to. And you need to consider our good friends 
at harrys.com. Use the code Roy at checkout. Save the five bucks. Feel great about life once again. College Football Friday continues. Our second hour rolling right along. Brian and Greenville's up with us next. Brian, good afternoon. Hey, guys. How are you? Very well. Hey, I wanted to tell a quick story about the stadium. The first time I ever took my kids to a game, they were six and seven. A friend of ours had tickets, and he wasn't going to go. Uh, so, so I took my kids to that particular game. The, uh, the seats were in the upper deck, and they were in the corner. And it was so high up, I literally sat down for a few seconds, walked back down the steps, and bought tickets from a guy selling tickets outside the stadium so my kids wouldn't have to sit so high up in that corner. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that stadium is never going to consistently sell out again if they don't somehow find a way to lower that upper deck 30 or 40 rows. Um, I just don't see people sitting up in that corner on a regular basis for for uh, for anything other than a top-five matchup. Thanks, guys. I enjoy the show. Thank you. I have sat in the upper deck at Clemson. I am admittedly fearful of heights. Uh, I am. Always have been. When I've sat up there, I feel uneasy. <laughs> There's just not a lot of stuff holding you holding you where you are. And it's pretty steep in that upper deck. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's steep. But uh, Do you yeah, like it? I do, actually. All right, you're a crazy person. I love heights. You're a crazy person. Like you're not fearful of it? No. Not at all? No, I, I'm a big fan of cliff jumping. I, I love heights. Heights is a, is a thing I enjoy. All right. S- stand by. Mm-hmm. You're a big fan of cliff jumping. Yeah. You've cliff jumped. Yeah. Have you skydived? No, I haven't had the opportunity yet. Is that something you want to do? Uh, absolutely. And you would do that without even blinking an eye? Well, you go right now. Would you sleep well the night before? Uh, probably like a baby. Just no caffeine after seven and I'm out like a lot. You would be good? Yeah, yeah. How do I become more like that? Um, fear is not, it's something that should, shouldn't, shouldn't keep you up. It's something that should drive you. It's just, but you know, I'm going to die because I'm jumping out of a plane. Yeah. But at that point in time, when you jump out of that plane, it is what it is, man. But I, I don't want to there. I don't want to be, I, I don't want to think about that. You're, you're, you're going to I want to live. You're going to be weightless. It'll be something that will just be a, a pure bliss moment. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. You and I are not alike at all. That feeling in your stomach, though. Oh, you're standing there right on the edge of that cliff. You're looking. Ah, should I do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? Uh, no. And then you go, I can't do it. I can't do it. No. And then you turn around and jump. And you no. Go there. No. That's, that's how great. you do the cliff jumping. Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Highest point you've jumped from? I don't want to tell you. No, I want to know. Forty feet. Huh? Forty feet. Forty feet. That's it. Forty. That's four stories. What? No, 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 no. I'm talking about. I like. I, I thought you were like parachuting off a cliff or something. No, 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 no. Oh like, yeah, no. I, like I, into I, water. You know, yeah. I've probably done like twenty feet. Yeah. Okay. Like into water. Yeah. Right. I've done that. No, I'm not going like base jumping. Oh, that's not what going, I was thinking. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. No, I've done. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. That's yeah. good times. No, I can do that. You got you got stuff around here where you can do that. Yeah. You right. want to be careful, of course. Oh yeah, you got to go in in a certain way because uh, you go high enough up and, and get fast enough going down. It's like concrete. You hit that water if it hit the wrong way. I agree with the college assessment on the upper decks. I, there's nothing you can do about it at this point in time. You can't redesign it and lower the upper decks or make them not as steep. That would be like literally, I I, I don't know, a $100 million deal on both sides. I, I have no idea how much that would cost. You, you don't even taste that. Not worth it. And they're not going to do that. I agree with the assessment, though. You, you couldn't pay me to sit up there in the corner. I, so I'm going to complain about it. How come you're not? But I'm not going up there because I'm scared to death of heights. That, that would drive me crazy. I mean, I've done it before, and you get used to it. You get used to it. I, I think the game I did it, it was, let me make sure I got my numbers here correct. I, I want to say, 
was it the, let's see, 94, 92, 90? It was probably the 1990, before you were even a, a thought up in Jersey. Just a, a twinkle in my dad's eye. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. 1990 Clemson, Carolina. Uh-huh. I sat there. And, and, and it was entertaining. There were some characters up there. And I, I enjoyed it. But when I was walking to that spot, I was kind of freaking out. How scared of heights? Are you uh, like on a ladder scared? Uncomfortable on a ladder? No. Roller coasters? I mean, I'll do them. I haven't done them in a while, but I like used to them. do them religiously. Really? Yeah, I'll do them. I, I, right, I don't like the, the little ride where uh, you're kind of strapped in and it's like this, this you know, big, tall structure and it just it, it goes slowly up it and then it just drops you down like three hundred like feet. That. I don't like that feeling. <laughs> I like the feeling of free fall. That, that would terrify me right now. I ride the roller coasters. I like going upside down. Mm-hmm. I like all that stuff. The upper deck of Death Valley is pretty steep. It's just pretty steep. It's it's different. It's different than most other stadiums. It's steep, but it's not the steepest I've ever been in. Is that a reason that people maybe don't fill up that one corner? No. Like if you're a just, Clemson student? Yeah, I think we had a good point from another Clemson student here on the text line. People squeeze in downstairs. They that's, do. There's a lot of squeezing in downstairs. There are. There definitely is. So that that's a huge contributing factor. And sometimes people don't want, if it's a, a game they don't really care about that much, they won't go in and sit all the way up top because there's a good chance a lot of their friends are downstairs. Don't want to sit by themselves. Right. And why would I do that when I can watch it on TV in the parking lot with all these other people having a great time, you know, slugging sodas and, and, and eating hot dogs. Slugging sodas mm-hmm. and eating dogs. That's what I'm talking about. I, I'm, I'm with you. Paint a pretty picture there on a mm-hmm. picturesque fall Saturday. <laughs> well, we got a little sun coming out outside right now. It's starting, starting to, to warm up a little bit. It's nice. I like it. I'm just thinking, I don't know that there's a way that in theory you could fill up that corner consistently because you can't sell season tickets up there. No. Those would be considered the worst seats in the house. Uh, absolutely. Correct? Yep. I mean, you could tarp it off and look kind of silly. I, you know, they do that. Don't ever tarp anything. I, I don't want to tarp, and they're not going to do that. No. I mean, I mean, I'm saying other stadiums will tarp things. You do that. You know, just tarp it off. We're not other stadiums. I know. But this would be a legitimate concern in expanding Death Valley and building an East End Zone. It would be a legitimate concern. Six five four seven six two seven. Uh Tweets coming in on some of this. Text coming in as well. Justin Reynolds says on Twitter, uh, Roy and Zach, it's the Urban Meyer is a supreme X's and O's coach fallacy that led uh, to OSU being favored in the Fiesta Bowl and also led to a Vegas bloodbath. Vegas lost its tail, apparently, on that Clemson-Ohio State game. And then uh, I think again in the Clemson-Bama game. Because everybody was betting on Clemson against Bama. And also against Ohio State. So I, I think that actually happened back-to-back, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I, you, you can't deny, though, what he's done. I, I don't want to downplay three national titles at two different schools. Yeah, it's at Florida and Ohio State, but still, I mean, that's, that's incredible. Billy and Anderson says on the text line, 96-15-66, uh, free pizza for students to sit in the corner of the stadium. Maybe that'll be a way you try to fill up Death Valley. Put the opposing bands up there. Florida State kind of does that. Just put them up there. Here you go, buddy. Put them up there. Put them up there. Let's see you play your little tomahawk cheer up there. in the stadium. How's that work out for you, Florida State? Huh? Say hi to the birds. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's more of a growing trend towards that in college football to try to alleviate 
the opposing band from being too loud. That's a prime time spot they got down there uh, at the other end of the field in the West End Zone. It's prime time. Right. Put them upstairs. Put them up there. Take a walk there, buddy. Let's do it. Take a walk. <laughs> Have to come down like the start of the second quarter to get down to halftime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then you then don't you, hear me. The then you eliminate in the second quarter. Right. They don't get up to the end of the third. Right. And the only, so it's the first and the fourth quarter. All right. Put them upstairs. Before we get to our next call and back to how we started this hour with College Football Friday continues here at 105.5 The Roar. Mm-hmm. If I asked you, surprise team in the ACC for 2017 or surprise player, whatever floats your boat, whatever gets you more stoked. If I asked you that question, I answered it earlier and I kind of did it against myself. If I asked you that question, what would you say? Miami. Yes. Thank you. It's Miami. Yeah, so I, I sold you on the Hurricanes my little rant earlier this week. Did you hear any of that? No, I didn't. Did you say the Hurricanes earlier? Well, I said Miami's going to win the Coastal. Yeah, no, I, I I believe Miami takes that next step. Why do you believe that's the case? Because Al Golden's not there anymore. Because they have a, a coach who, and Mark Richt, who is, is able to control that program and able to, I think, attract more fans to come to those games now. Um, then the Coastal, as you mentioned in a couple segments ago, turns itself over. It's going to be wide open. Anybody can win that. And I think it's Miami's year to do that. just that in the Coastal. At some point in time, the U has to win a division championship. It's never happened since Miami joined the ACC. Is that right? It's never happened. Oh my God. I, I, I want to tell you that the best record Miami's finished with within the league is 5-3. and three. I mean, it's it, it's been just completely mediocre for the U. Some Al Golden, some Larry Coker. And now some Mark Richt. Uh, Rick, they won their last five games last year. They blitzed West Virginia in the Russell Athletic Bowl. They did it with Brad Kaya, who's no longer with the program, now going to play in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be very good, but he ends up with the Detroit Lions, where ironically Al Golden is an assistant coach. That's the reason that Detroit, it's you know scary. that, right? No, oh, yeah, yeah. Al Golden's that. an assistant coach at Detroit. <laughs> and, of course, Detroit drafts Brad Kaya six in the sixth round, right? That's fantastic. Yeah, that's why that little charade oh, happened. Brad can't catch a break. Um, he can't escape his buddy Al. Did you watch the Gruden QB camp with him? I did not. Where it's literally like four to five minutes of it is reviewing the Clemson tape, where um, he's just getting pummel drive. Yeah, that was a Shaq Lawson sandwich. Oh I think that developed my. that game, that game, right? <laughs> and Gruden's like, "So uh, how'd this one feel?" It's like, "Oh, that's the hardest it ever took." And like two seconds later, that's the hardest it ever took. It was fantastic. Remember, too, Miami was talking trash before that game kicked off. I'm well aware of that. Well aware, and I, they were too. They, they I mean. Miami was talking trash in a home game against Clemson that was a semi-toss-up where Miami got shut out 58 nothing, and then fired its head coach two days later. <laughs> I mean, that's serving up a play to McNasty right there. I felt so bad for Al. You don't like Al? No, I don't. Didn't, don't. I think it's too stupid. Miami fan from the 864, thank God Al Golden is gone. We won an ACC championship in basketball before football. What is wrong with the world? Think about that. Jim Laranaga and the Miami Hurricanes men's basketball program won an ACC tournament championship before the U on the gridiron even played for an ACC title. That is the most astonishing aspect of conference expansion from the last 15 years. (laughs) I mean, think about that. That didn't even begin to make sense. That's just wacky talk. The old wacky tobacco. Just weird, wild stuff, just right? Weird, just weird and wild. I mean, just totally crazy. Whoa, whoa that's weird. <laughs> Second hour of the Bucks, college football.